0: lower your expectations. It's a hockey podcast with Lance and Randall. Okay, uh, this is our second of the lockdown version of uh, the season of Youth Hockey Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the Valencia Express slash Flyers. Uh, we started as the Express uh, many, many years ago. Uh, my kid has played for it. So, as uh, Lance's kids have played for it, uh, that team. And uh, then they uh, switched to the Flyers, uh, I think, to get more uniform revenue. Was that true, Lance? More uniform
1: revenue? <laughs> well, I guess uh, from your sp- I don't know why. Oh. I'm just kidding. They, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of why they changed the name. You're right, but I think it was because well. A train. Of
0: the team. Does a train really make you scared of a hockey team? Hey, look, it's the Express.
1: No, I think it was because of the junior team. Was that why? No, that's true. There and you go. That might be very true. To make it all, because uh, like you said, it was. It's just. Uh, it was interesting. I like the name, of the Express, and they had. Uh, I, I think they changed the jerseys slightly as far as how they look, because in the old days. They were kind of Nashville predatory in look. Yeah, the logo
0: actually was the largest logo in Skaha history, I believe, because uh, I have one of those old jerseys with that logo on it. It's the size of a dinner plate. It is huge. It slowed down. Uh, by the way, we had a player that was as fast as McKinnon, uh, but he was skating like Ray Bork uh, when he was 44. That's, that's how bad, that's how slow uh, that, that particular uh, uniform uh, uh, badge actually made our team. Just, just what like wind resistance or something? <laughs> yeah, and wait. That thing was that thing was weighty. Okay, let's uh, talk about the Flyers. Uh, they are uh, up in Valencia, north of town. Um, they have two rinks and probably the best facility in Southern California on the North Valley side. I mean, you know, like uh, I know I'm I'm splitting hairs here, but like. The uh, Great Park is fantastic. That's down in uh, Irvine. Uh, Orange County, yeah, Irvine. Um, but just behind that in, in the Southern California would be El Segundo. And then just behind that would probably be Valencia, wouldn't, wouldn't you th- say?
1: Uh, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, I love Valencia's rink. I think it rivals uh, the Kings. I mean, the Kings is a beautiful okay. facility. And I think it, because before Irvine got built, you know, it was kind of like the Anaheim rink uh, where the Ducks practiced out of, and the Toyota Sports Center where the Los Angeles Kings practiced out of. And I thought the I thought Valencia's rink rivaled theirs uh, as far as and I would say it has the league. best
0: it has the best in-house program in uh, the valley. Uh, it usually has plenty of teams. Uh, sometimes they'll have eight to twelve mite teams playing on that little junior ice, that little pond that they have. Uh, they've got a lot of teams playing on that right now. They've got a, a fairly vibrant squirt, uh, peewee, and um, and uh, bantam. The bantam midgets is a little bit, you know, they 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 combine them, so it's not it's not great at bantam midget, but the squirts and peewees and mites. I don't think there's a better in-house program around.
1: Yeah, I remember we played all the all levels when my sons were growing up, and uh, yeah. enjoyed it.
0: And they had a good high school program. I know this is a little bit off the club uh, aspect, but uh, I, I like the opportunities uh, that the kids had to play outside of the of the club. And now let's get to the club. What do you think about uh, the, the, the Valencia Flyers and what uh, positive things do they bring to the table?
1: Well, I'll tell you this. You know, for me, it's just like as we talked about the Bears, there was kind of, a, you know, a, a – Uh, a previous regime and a new regime and so they've gone through a lot of changes also and I think maybe that was about the time when they changed the name also was when kind of a new regime uh, with Pavel coming in uh, took over and maybe they just wanted a a fresh start so uh, my experiences from the club standpoint is all previous uh, regime and um, uh, you know there was some some really good and some not as good experiences in those days. You know, the the not as good is the fact that I think we probably started uh, travel hockey maybe too soon um, uh, at six years old, and I think the boys were probably maybe a little too young to really uh, and immature to really uh, be able to deal with uh, with that, and then. Um, As I talked about in the Bears uh, thing, our second year, uh, most everybody aged out. Like we were – John and Chris were six years old on a team of almost all eight-year-olds. The eight-year-olds aged up to squirts. So Valencia wasn't able to put together a travel team when they were seven. So we went down to the Bears. But we came back um, when they were eight and had a fantastic experience. Uh, uh, The coach uh, that we had at that year, Coach Larry – Uh, great guy great personality and he was really about the experience for the kids and making it fun and making them just enjoy it and I think uh, coming into the season my sons were a little uh, question mark how much they were dedicated to hockey and by the time they left they were just absolutely in love with that sport. And, and yeah, a lot I remember of that you talked the about area. them
0: being a little shell shocked, uh, being down at that very competitive, uh, might program that you are that had down in the <laughs> valley. And then, then they came up here and they had more of a kind of a, I don't know, just kind of a, a nicer, kinder, uh, year, uh, in, in their final might year.
1: Exactly. And that, that exactly sums it up. Their, their, their seven year old year, uh, at the other club was very, like you said, very cutthroat, very competitive, very win-win-win, uh, uh, very demanding. And then when we came here, it was really focused on having the experience and having the fun. And that really uh, sparked their love of the game. So now, though, um, so many years later, they have the, this new program. And we've done some camps with them. And uh, I know uh, Pavel has has got these different programs that uh, I thought were very great summer programs we have never played on teams uh during his regime, but you can talk more about that but like I said, the exposure we had to him you know I think he was great for physical fitness uh for the boys um, they had a lot of fun playing in the uh the different uh camp scrimmages and games and just the camaraderie with all the kids, um, but like I said, maybe you could talk about some of the teams you guys have played for.
0: Well, um, I, I kind of wanted to go through might squirts and then peewees and then get to that, but I, I you know, if you want to jump, do you want to jump straight in?
1: Uh, well, like I said, I my mean, mite experience is, uh, was so long ago, but I'd be happy to talk about it. Like I said, no, there no, are, I was Mike, like we uh, can.
0: We can jump or, uh, or we can, like, take it uh, one at a time. Do you, do you want to jump all the way to, up to the tier program? Okay. Pavel handles the tier programs, which uh, are the AA programs. He has a AA peewee team and a AA bantam team that he usually coaches. Um, or, you know, I, I guess it fluctuates. Sometimes he'll take a midget team. Uh, it really depends on the year. Um, I hear uh, that next year he's going to take a midget team, um, and and that might be uh, good for the kids that are aging up. Um, uh, I know my kid is aging up, so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, what, what he has done with uh, Valencia, love him or not, uh, they had two, uh, two teams that went to the playoffs this year in Tier 2 now. That's not huge for every club, but it's the first time Valencia has seen that in a, in a long time, as far as I know. In fact, when, when my oldest son was growing up, they didn't even have tier program at Valencia. And now they have a tier program that's experiencing some success. Now, they're not on the level with the Bears yet. They're not uh, taking things to nationals. They're not doing all of the... Uh, the, the traveling that you do with the Bears as well, uh, because I, I remember how much travel there was involved in that, uh, in some of those Bantam A teams, but uh, they seem to compete pretty well. And um, my son has had a very good uh, experience uh, with the teams that he's been on uh, in the tier program. He's been on three teams, uh, uh, some of the coaches, uh, when it's not Pavel, it's not always um, the same level of uh, of of coaching, I believe uh, that's not to slag any other coach because I know you know that's not what we're doing. But uh, just like in the uh, Bears, I think you uh, have a, a leader of a program, and if you don't have the leader of that program as your coach, it is uh, uh, it is um, it's not always the same. Um, you know uh, the 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 part that I would say he does best with with Pavel is he's taught both of my kids how to skate very well. Uh, he's a very good skating coach and he drills kids like they're in Slovenia. <laughs> you know, they're, they're not American kids when you're on the ice in Valencia. It all of a sudden, you are in Eastern Europe, my friend. You're in Eastern Europe and you will skate until you skate right. Um, and uh, I think that can be a, uh, it can be a real big social change for the kids, uh, especially if the kids think they're very special or uh, if they think they're they uh a gem or a great player uh, coming into Pavel, sometimes I think that they get an attitude adjustment because I don't think Pavel treats anyone like they are a great and complete player. Um, uh, so if you're looking for somebody that is uh, is um, uh, very nurturing and uh, um, um, well, he's nurturing in some way. I'm just saying he does not uh, usually, the ego of a kid uh, usually has to be subsumed uh, in order to play on that team. Uh, he's not about uh, how great your kid is. He's about how great your kid could be. I think that's the best way to put it. He's never about how great your kid is. Uh, he's very much about how great your kid could be if he can, you know, do all of this, do my system and get to better. Um, and that was my right, experience I think, in the tier program. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, it's, uh, I, I meant he's not about uh stroking people's egos and saying how great you are he's there to develop you and make you better so um like you said so if you're looking for someone to come and and coddle you fawn all over you and tell you how great you are that's not the program uh for you
0: and probably yeah. not peter as well i mean he, he was pretty nice to your son but uh, or your sons but uh, he didn't fawn over him did he
1: never i mean he uh, no. yeah uh, yeah he held you accountable he knew how good you are and he wanted to see how good you could be. Okay. That was the uh, thing. And I think that sums up Pavel too. Right? Well,
0: stepping back, let's go to the A program. You have a, a coach there that's been around for a long time, Sabby. You, you like him as well, don't you?
1: Yeah. Um, I admit the boys have done some uh, uh, skill stuff with him, but we've never played for him. I think he's, uh, when we were with the club, he was always with the older boys. And uh, I know a lot of people um, who I think even to this day work with him, you know, like seven days a week up early in the morning. And uh, I'm told that, uh, like I said, that he's uh, a really good coach. He's got that uh, French
0: accent thing going for him. I think uh, that uh, that carries him a long way, too, because you don't want to mess with a guy that's from is he from Quebec or where is he from? I don't even know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know either. But he's got that like, don't mess with me kind of accent. So I, that's kind of fun. Um, and uh, 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 we would be remiss if we didn't talk about goalie Rob. Uh, I don't know his real name. What's Rob? What's his, Foss, what's his name? I, uh,
1: Robert. Robert. What's his last name? Oh, I think it's Kerchway. Okay. I'm just going to call him goalie
0: Rob because that's all I know him as. Uh, I like goalie Rob quite a bit. Uh, He's always been really nice to my kids. Uh, I've never had a a goalie uh, train with him, Uh, but he's got some pretty good, uh, I mean, like, uh, what was it? Uh, Shea, uh, Tyler Shea came. He was, he coached Tyler Shea. He was a really good goalie. He's coached a couple of very, very good goalies coming out of uh, Valencia.
1: Yeah. And uh, like you said, I love, uh, his personality now he i know for sure is from canada because we have chatted before uh and he's got great insights and experiences that uh i've talked to him about my boys even though they're not goalies either so he's got some really good insights and some good experience and uh you know and he's always been there if you wanted to talk or ask him questions about his and this year he was up. actually
0: included uh, just so you know in the tier lessons uh he would come in and coach the goalies um some programs, and, and this is not, I, you know, I don't have, a, have a, a statistical analysis of this. Some programs, if you are a goalie in that program, you don't have any goalie coaching, pretty much. Or the head coach comes over and shoots on you and, and you know, goalie coaches you that way. But there's no specific coach that's, that's there to develop your kid as a goalie. Uh, recently, uh, the, the teams up in Valencia have been charging Rob with developing their goalies. And I think that has, has really helped the results up there because I think he's a fantastic coach. And I think, uh, you know, I'm, I, again, I don't have a goalie. So, you know, you'd have to, you'd have to, you know, talk to them about why he does things effectively. But I think he's really helped out the program.
1: Yeah. And I think just uh, if you walk around the rink, I think the one common thread is that uh, everyone loves him. Really good guy.
0: Yeah. No, I, that's exactly what I was uh, saying. I was saying, like, uh, who doesn't like goalie Rob? Uh, you would have to, I, ha, by the way, in every rink, uh, you can find somebody that hates every person there. That's part of hockey, the, the deep-seated hatred of people that are around you. Um, I have never, and I'm, I, may, I may eat my words on this. Somebody's going to tell me, I hate goalie Rob. I've never met anyone that hated goalie Rob. Neither have I. I don't think there you go. exist there out you. there. I don't either. I really don't. He is, he is an anomaly amongst the youth hockey uh, uh, world, and I, I applaud him for it. Oh, Lance is getting a call. <laughs> Not anymore. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, we're all on lockdown, so people are going to be calling us more than they're going to be, you know, like, uh, this is, uh, we are at home. Uh, the California has shut down completely, and so we're talking about youth hockey. Uh, so, uh, is there anything else you would want to add? I can tell you that Pavel is uh, planning a prep school experience. Uh, I don't know if this is going to happen this year, which is 2020, um, but uh, he is starting to um, try to bring a prep school atmosphere, meaning you're on the ice two hours in the morning, one hour in the afternoon, and you go to school at the local, at, a, at the nearby, it's called a kata, uh, well, they're going to have a classroom. You're going to be homeschooled, kind of, not homeschooled, but tutor schooled at this classroom next door. And you're going to be on the ice three hours a day, I believe three days a week. The, the details are sparse. I, I don't know them all. Um, when, uh, when we get those, I might add to it. Um, I don't know if, uh, if, if you want to, you know, school your kids in a place that uh, also you know, has so much to do with athletics. Uh, I can understand if you're, uh, you know, if you don't really, I'm not sure what I'm, I'm not sure uh, exactly how it fits into my kids' plans, but I do respect the fact that he's trying to bring that kind of, um, um, I guess, prep school atmosphere uh, to Southern California, where you can actually go pick up your kids at the end of the day and have them home with you and still get the three hours uh, on the ice uh, um, during the day. And you don't have to drive them around to the rink at night. And you know they actually get to come home at the end of the day. And uh, you know I, I don't know yet how it's gonna work out, but uh, that is something that he is trying to institute. And I think he's gonna try to have it up and running uh, next year, but uh, as many hockey rumors go, you don't know if everything's gonna fall into place um, but that's, that's the news I'm hearing out of uh, uh, Valencia as, uh, as they, they just closed down, by the way, to uh, resurface the ice. Uh, and so a lot of the, the stuff is not – you're not getting a lot of uh, news out of Valencia right now, but that's the latest thing that
1: I got. Well, California needs a lot more of that. And I'll tell you, we'll talk about it at one of these other um, discussions, but there is another team semi-locally uh, or another organization – that offers that right now, and um, uh, is that the I can rain? You, Are you talking about the rain? Uh, no, the Ducks. Uh, our, our coach from the Ducks, uh, with Craig Johnson, uh, ex NHL player, they have a program out of the Irvine Rink, and um, why it's important for for California and Southern California to embrace this and to even uh, expand upon it. Uh, and give them more options is the fact that uh, uh, the one thing that people tell us that that you miss with club hockey versus uh, these prep schools is the fact that at the prep school, your kid's going to be skating probably seven days a week. And if he so desires, he could be skating multiple hours during that. You know, like at, uh, at, at, at our prep school that we went to, they uh, – uh, the kids had the option to get up at 6 a.m., skate with a coach, go to school. You had practice sometime during the day, right there on campus. And then uh, after school, you know, you could uh, uh, do some more training. So, uh, kids going to prep school were getting tons more ice time. And so, I think a program like this. What will I'm helping you get here, yeah, with Pavel,
0: it looked like nine hours a week. You were on the ice, and then you were allowed to come to evening practices if you wanted to. But I think really the 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 uh, the the I think the the real hook to that is that you have your kids home in the night, uh, in the evening. You know, you go pick them up from school right. at the end of the day, and they're done. And, and you know, you get to have your kids instead of running around the rinks every every you know evening. Um, right. I don't know how it's going to work out. I also heard about that at the rain, by the way, you, you, you were talking about the ducks. I heard the rain have something uh, for older kids. But I think it's mainly midgets. I'll have to look into that before we talk about the rain. But uh, I, I don't think this is like completely novel. I just think that uh, if you're living in the North Valley, or you're living up in Valencia, meh, just something to think about. This might start happening uh, as soon as next year, where you have a prep school kind of option. Uh, if you want to join the club. And that would be a lot of hours of ice during the day and then tutors uh, to keep your kid, you know, uh, uh, in, uh, in uh, line with the educational curriculum that he's pursuing.
1: Right, and so like you said, so if it's a pro- projected nine hours on the ice, you know, think about uh, this last year, uh, you know, how, how, uh, how many hours did your son spend on the ice in an average week?
0: Oh, and, and this is just practices. Uh,
1: I think you had five
0: hours a week uh, on the ice uh, in practices. Um, and, and then uh, th- this would be, you know, nine hours and then a- another hour for a game, of course, or two hours, whatever you want to call it.
1: Right. But yeah, I think and see, like at our club, we were spending three hours a week on the ice and then you'd have to supplement it. Uh, you'd have to supplement it, whether you did a clinic or a private or whatever. So that's a huge jump. In ice time, you know, which is basically, basically,
0: yeah, there is something about it that sounds, uh, you know, as a a hockey dad, there's something about it that's very appealing, very alluring. But you have to wait until you see the details because uh, all of us are, uh, of course, most concerned about our kids becoming, uh, you know, great adults, not becoming just great hockey players. Uh, and great adults, you know, have to have some education, have to have a little bit of everything in them, let's face it. Uh, and so, you know, uh, we'll wait and see. I have a wait and see attitude, but I also see some, some things that I really like about it.
1: Yeah, I'm interested to see too, you know. Uh, I'm happy. Well, Anything that makes better hockey uh, and more accessible hockey and better hockey players, I'm for it.
0: Yeah, and I'm also for anything that uh, kind of gives uh, the local uh, uh, competitiveness a, a shot in the arm. If we have better teams in Southern California, more kids will stay here, more kids will play here. And I think more kids will kind of grow and develop with the sport uh, in their backyard, which I still believe is the best way that uh, kids, um, you know, uh, can can stay at home and, and do their work and and develop and and all of that you, you, it, we're never going to be in minnesota but uh if we can get a little closer to uh that model of having a lot of kids playing and a lot of kids getting you know really high levels of, of hockey iq and, and hockey ability uh that would be the the best thing uh in in my mind yeah i agree well, that's it for Valencia. I hope uh, that helps out some of you uh, that are thinking about, uh, you know, where they want to go and who's there. Uh, if you have anything else you'd like to add to this, uh, as soon as it's published, and I, we're going to publish these uh, all together. Uh, so I'll publish two a week, probably, or two, uh, uh, whenever we finish them, I'll just publish them. Uh, and if you have anything else you want us to add, just hit us with an email at podcast. Uh, at gmail.com and uh, we'll add it in and uh, this will be a place where people can go and find out
1: what they want to know if their kid's going to be playing for a certain team it sounds good you know we did forget to mention that they have a junior team there too that's true uh, they, have they have a
0: yeah, but it's, to me, the junior team right now is not really connected to the club program, if it were, because uh, it is a nice stepping stone. I think it could be. Right now, I think uh, it's, it's a little hard to, to step into that role. But I think it could be a nice stepping stone if, uh, if some modifications were made. But, you know, uh, for right now, they do have a junior program. Uh, If your kid is done with uh, 17s and 18s and they want to keep playing, you can play in Valencia. Um, There are good things and bad things about it. But uh, none of our kids have played for that program. So I I really just don't have enough to say about it.
1: Right. I agree.
0: So anyway, uh, uh, thanks, Lance. And uh, uh, that's episode two of the special lockdown edition. uh, This is Valencia Hockey Club. And uh, we'll get, we'll move on. Who do you, who do you want to do next, Lance?
1: Ah, boy, so many choices, right? There's uh, the Wolves slash Heat. There's Pasadena. Let's go to the Heat.
0: Okay. We're doing a little teaser. Number three is going to be the Heat. And number four is going to be Pasadena. Lance just set us out. He's he's smiling on the other side. You should see this. He just set us up with the next two uh, uh, lockdown podcasts. Thank you, Lance Alexander.
1: All right. Have a good one. Stay safe.